Welcome to Half a Podcast. This is the podcast where we show up just as we are to explore the lines we cross in the name of health, to kind of think about health in different ways. These are designed to be easily digestible podcasts that really kind of explore the ins and outs of all the the things that we think about and the soapbox we get on about health. And specifically today, we are, I'm going to say starting a new series. It's going to hold me accountable, but it's really talking about how we talk about health and wellness and talking about it in different ways and how we purchase it, how we sell it as health professionals, and where we can do better. And today we are diving in with the idea of supplementation, specifically today vitamin and mineral supplementation, and really exploring how we can filter it as consumers into what we need versus what we don't and kind of listening to our bodies and where that falls. And um, as kind of professionals in the health and wellness industry, kind of how it's sold to us. So the idea being that this entire series is going to kind of focus on so much of the health and wellness industry sells us on our own insecurities. So how do we filter through our own insecurities to figure out what it is that we really need? And today it's all about supplementation. So enjoy. Thank you. Love y'all. Let's go. Look, before we really get started, I need you to know that this might be the 10th time that I've recorded this. And I kind of joke a lot about this being the half-assed podcast. We show up just as we are and not editing this and everything. But I think what I want to tackle here and the conversation that I really want to have requires a little bit more purpose and intentionality and to really make sure that I'm sharing this information in a way that isn't just chasing that kind of shock value and it can be really a polarizing topic and I don't think it should be. Um, I don't think there's anything that I'm saying but I do know that I want to offer grace and I want to offer shame-free. And talking about the way that we just talk about health and market health and sell health can sometimes feel not shame-free and not guilt-free and it can feel very attacking. And I made a decision a long time ago that I would not build my name on attacking anything or offering absolutes or anything like that. And I say all that because I want you to know that I think the reason that I kept going off the rails in the recording before is because I kept disclaimering. And I think I'm going to say one disclaimer before I actually play y'all the episode and kind of share the episode. And that's, I don't think that we're talking about vitamins and supplements here. I don't think that vitamins and minerals are not needed in our diet. They are a small portion. Our body needs a small portion of it, and that small portion makes a huge difference in your health. I don't think that supplements are good or bad. 
I think that there are really positive ways that we can market them and talk about them and sell them and provide them to consumers. And I think there are really positive ways that we can consume them. I also think there are really harmful ways that we can talk about them and sell them and market them and consume them. I think supplements are just that. They are supplements. They are supplementation into the secondary food that we eat. So with that said, for the second time, I hope that you enjoyed this episode of Half a Podcast. Hey there, um, welcome to this episode of Half a Podcast. If you're watching on the videos, this is the time in the podcast that I take off the headphones and I'm just gonna trust that the sound is gonna be great because I don't really wanna wear the headphones the whole time. So we're taking them off. Okay, so that's not what this episode is about. What this episode is about, as you've heard in the introduction is I decided that we were going to do a series on changing the way that we talk about and we consume health and wellness. So if you have been around since the days of Thin Fat Line, I talk about health, the health and wellness industry being a $72 billion industry. And that number in itself isn't necessarily bad. I think it's fine to make money and to build careers around offering solutions to people. My problem with the health and wellness industry is that a lot of times the money that's made is made on failures. It's made on, it's profiting off of other people's insecurities. And so I think if we can have conversations on how not to consume because we're insecure, how to filter out information as to what's really needed and what is really just kind of like pilfering on our insecurities, I think that can be really positive. I think on the other side of that is how we as professionals can build careers and offer solutions and not build our profit in unethical manners off of the backs of insecurities knowingly. And with that, I thought there are several aspects in which this happens, and I would just start with one. And I decided to start with this one because in the medical weight loss industry, supplementation is huge. It's really important, and because there are things like our macros are really important, and you don't want to lose muscle mass, and so protein is really important, and when you cannot consume enough secondary food to provide you with the needed macros, vitamins, nutrients, minerals, all that stuff that you need, supplementation is very important. Um, and so supplements get talked about a lot from vitamins and minerals to the macro supplementation. But tonight, today, so I'm recording this at night, tonight I want to talk about vitamin supplementation, vitamin and mineral supplementation. Now. We're talking about vitamin and mineral supplementations, not vitamins and minerals as a whole. Vitamin and minerals are a small part of our secondary food needs that make a huge difference. So your body needs a small amount of them to function properly, to operate properly, all that good stuff. Um, 
I am not saying that vitamins and minerals are good or bad or anything of the sorts. What I am saying, and I'm not saying that supplementation is good, bad, or anything of the sorts. I think that from a consumer point of view, we are consuming supplementation at rates that are really just creating expensive pee. And I think from a professional standpoint, we are using fear and the lack of really resolving and providing solutions in how we can find those vitamins and minerals in whole secondary food sources. So as a reminder, secondary food is everything that you consume that's on your plate. Primary food is everything that you consume that's not on your plate. So we're gonna kind of like jump right in. So I decided to do this one today, one, because I was in that industry. I knew it was at the top of my list. I often talk, I made a post about protein supplementation. I often talk about this. Heck, I still take daily supplements, um, but it's irrelevant because they're daily supplements that I know I need. I've worked with my medical professionals to know I need, and just because I need them does not necessarily mean that you do. And I think that's a really important distinction, and we're gonna talk about that a little bit in the marketing aspect of it too. But the other thing is my husband, my dear husband, who really works hard to understand the industry that I'm in, because he's in a totally different industry, sent me this video, and I forget kind of where it is, but I'll link it, and it was a video on comparing, honestly, vitamins and minerals to cats, <laughs> and I thought it was hilarious, and there was a lot of truth to it, and he does it kind of like, the video is like that extreme, it, I'm gonna, not hyperbolic, but just creates this extreme humor in the truth to kind of like for shock and core value. So it's by the guy that does like, I think Adam ruins everything or something like that. But they talk about vitamin supplementation and that vitamin supplementation is like cats, like one or two of them are great, but beyond that, it's just too much. And I think oftentimes that's something that we kind of get wrong is like, more of good things don't necessarily mean better. And we're kind of sold that way so many times as consumers is like, if one is good, two is great. And if two is great, then three is even better than great. And we just kind of keep going down this circle until we're just over consuming and spending tons of money. And then we're like in insecurities, like, is it never enough? You know, and The Greatest Showman had a whole entire song, never enough. And I think that it really brought up something that I talk about on a regular basis is that I wish that we didn't think of vitamin and mineral supplements as part of, as a substitute for our secondary food sources. And that's really what it comes down to is that we have gotten to where we are selling vitamin supplementation as a substitute for actually consuming whole foods, fueling foods, and everything like that. So I'm gonna use a few examples. None of them are attacks on anything. It's not saying that these vitamins and minerals are good, bad, or the other, but I'm hoping by using some examples, I can provide some examples on how we can do a little better. So we're gonna start with magnesium. Magnesium feels like a really safe place to start. Most of us, are deficient in magnesium. I say most, not all. 
are deficient in magnesium. What that means is that you may notice that you have are backed up. Maybe really bad cramps was kind of a symptom that kind of awakened my medical providers to this. You're not sleeping well. Um, any number of really there are things that can really kind of indicate a magnesium deficiency. I have a really great magnesium that I take and I have a client who has a really great magnesium that she takes that's totally different than mine that I didn't even sell her. I recommended it to her, but I don't sell supplementation for a reason because what's great for me may not be great for you. Um, and it, it, it's really helped out. But also, in the same time that I, I was like, oh, I have a magnesium deficiency, I need more magnesium in my diet. Let me supplement in the here and now, right now. Also, let me see what foods are really rich in magnesium that can really help with my intake. And so I never hit record on the video of this. So I'm going to have no video of this, but we're going to really just kind of keep going anyways. So that's where we are if you're in the listening portion. So that really, I don't have to look at the camera anymore. Okay. So I looked at what foods from a supplementation standpoint would really increase and support a healthy magnesium level. And I started incorporating those foods into my secondary food diet, right? And so when I say diet, I'm not talking about diet culture of like lose this weight, but into my secondary food strategy, you know, into what I ate. Because the goal is, is to get enough of it in my food and to increase my, you know, give my body what it needs. And then maybe like just for the sake of saving money, if for no other reason, I don't have to supplement anymore. Or maybe it's for the ease of just everyday life. It's not one more thing. Or swallowing one more thing. And so magnesium is a great thing. I love magnesium. I was deficient in it. Vitamin D is another thing. I Vitamin D and iron are two other things that I found myself deficient in. And I think it's a fairly common. And while I f extremely support the idea of vitamin D and iron supplementation, I also think you would be doing yourself and I would have been doing myself a disservice if I didn't look into ways that I could get vitamin D and iron in my diet. The other thing that I am going to talk about is something that the only reason I think I'm really nervous about talking about this one is because I think that one, parts of it have become buzzwords. Two, I'm about to call out a practice that I see a lot of people that I love and care about partake in. And I hope that when I go down this road, that what I offer are some tips and tricks to be able to educate and sell and come off as a professional and not as somebody that's pilfering off the insecurities of somebody else. So we're going to talk about probiotics and gut health and the video stops. You can see, but like I winced the minute I said it because I think that gut health is so important and I hope that nothing that I say here indicates otherwise. In fact, the reason that I want to bring it up and why I want to talk about this is because I think it's important to have the conversation because to not have it is not really lending 
anything to how important it really is. We have diminished its importance all around. And so I see a lot of people talk about gut health and they sell some kind of supplement. Um, they, it can be in a pill form. It can be in like, I see a lot of drink mixes that claim to like have probiotics and, and, and I'm not saying they don't, but like the other way it sold is you don't need to change anything else about your diet and you can, it's usually sold in a weight loss form and it's gross and it's usually lined up with pro before and afters that are like just three days apart. Look at what happened after a week of this or three days of this or detox because it has all the probiotics and it gets rid of that bloating and it improves gut health and gut health improves memory and brain function and this and that and the other and digestion. And I'm not saying that none of that is true, but it's also really using factual information um, in really kind of gross ways, in really dangerous ways. Because as anybody will tell you, there is no magic pill or quick fix. And we say that, yet we keep throwing our money at supplementation as if it's going to fix everything without us really having to look at our food strategies and say, okay, where can I put more into this that my body needs? Where can I crowd out the things that my body doesn't? So probiotics happen and people are talking about gut health who with really no education are just being educated by the marketing materials that are being thrown at them. And saying things like you don't have to change anything about, you know, the food you eat, and it's it, that's not true. It's, it's just simply not true. And if you are taking probiotics and you are not looking at foods that support a healthy gut, then you are doing yourself an injustice and you're really just throwing money down the drain. And the saddest part of all this is, as professionals, when we watch our clients and customers do that without changing anything, we are now profiting off an insecurity because we are making money. And we don't stop it. We don't say, hey, I would rather, and I, I would rather you take this product and let it be a supplement or not take it at all because really it's not gonna do you any good and it's really just me taking your money at this point. Um, and I can't believe I'm about to use this company as an example, but I don't know if y'all remember a while back, Tylenol had a marketing campaign when people were like abusing how they took Tylenol and it was causing some problems and Tylenol came out and did a marketing campaign that said, I would rather you take Tylenol in the recommended ways or not take it at all. And it was a really kind of, I remember it stuck with me and I want to say I was like a teenager, maybe I was in college, but it, it stuck with me since then before I even kind of really put any emphasis on like how I talk about or even look at my own health and wellness or especially how I look at other people's. And I think that's really powerful. And so as a consumer, I want you to start to create a filter. And I think that filter can only be created if you get really honest about, do you, do you understand what your body's trying to tell you? Are you having cravings? Are you tired all the time? Are you, you know, um, having problems 
with bowel movements, bloating, you know, all that brittle hair, all those that can indicate a deficiency in vitamins and minerals. And I think it's really important to record those and to talk to professionals about what that means for you. That way you're not just throwing spaghetti against the wall to see if it's done, throwing money down the drain, creating expensive pee, and potentially doing some harm to your body. Because it's really important in this field that we recognize balance in everything that we do and that we recommend that we recognize that too much of anything can be a, a, a dangerous thing. And part of honoring our body is understanding and listening to it. So the first ways that you can start to create the filter is record, I've said it before, is to food journal, is to look at your secondary food strategies, your intake, what are the current supplements and vitamins and minerals you're, you're doing, um, what are you consuming on your plate, what are you consuming, what does your rest look like, what are your bowel movements, what's your hydration like, and what's your fitness levels like, and start to see are these symptoms of maybe you're not getting the great sleep, maybe you're overdoing it in the gym, maybe you're not eating enough, or is it is there a deficiency somewhere? So when you look at your food strategy, that's that's a great place to start. The other thing is get with your medical professionals. Get you know, I can name. I know that sometimes um, there's a lot of medical gaslighting that goes on. I truly believe that doctors get into this the field to help people. Start getting your wellness checkups. Start looking at those blood sugar levels. Get the blood work um, when you can all that good stuff, and make sure that you have a, a, your trusted professional reading that blood work for you and start to understand what your body needs and create that filter. And, and once you create that filter, I think it's with anything. When you see these ads on social media, when you're scrolling, ask yourself, what is this person, what is this ad looking to gain from me? So if you look at that influencer who's holding a little like thing and they're promising like no bloating or something like this they have something to gain for you they they make money just on you consuming it whether you need it or not and that is where the problem is and so you're gonna have to be the one to decide is this something that i need or not but just because one person needs it doesn't mean the other and if you're on the professional side of it i think really it comes on education you may need this if here are ways that you can filter out if you need it. And those, if those are not things you know, then you probably shouldn't be selling it. If you are not willing to work hand in hand with that client, with that customer, with their medical professional team, you probably should not be selling it. I think it's bad enough that we have a lot of professionals who are abusing and making money off of people's insecurities. I think it's absolutely and utterly dangerous that we have people with no certifications, no education, no, um, no real education or understanding beyond the marketing material selling supplements. And I'm going to be very blunt here. I am speaking directly to the multi-level marketing industries and the people selling it. It is dangerous. It is so dangerous if you do not have the education to be able to do that. You can really hurt someone. 
And I'm not saying that all MLMs are bad. I'm not even saying the quality of the supplements aren't good. I'm going to be honest. I haven't looked at every last one of them, and I think that there's a lot of danger in the influencers that do stuff, and that's the other thing, in the influencers that hawk vitamins and minerals and all that stuff. It's dangerous. Like, it's just dangerous. What I am saying is that if you do not have the education to understand how to work with your client and to make sure that it is supplementing their, their, their food strategies, then you can do more harm than good. And at the bare minimum, it's completely unethical. And that no part of it is honor. No part of it is anything but padding our own wallets. And I think we can do better. And I think that so much of if we really want the health and wellness industry to go to health and wellness, then we have to stop profiting off insecurities. So with that said, I can't think of a, a better place to stop than kind of like, I think that kind of says it all. Um, I am just going to remind you to honor your body for what it does and not what it looks like. You are so much more knowledgeable about your needs and your health and wellness than you give yourself credit to. And if you take no advice from me at all on anything I say, I hope, I hope that you will take my advice and start to keep a very basic food journal if you've never done it before and journal your symptoms and start to evaluate how you feel and recognize that you are so much more aware and so much more capable than you give yourself credit for. So, honor your body for what it does and not what it looks like. And if you got any value out of this episode, I would love for you to share, to hit that plus button, to subscribe on whatever platform you're listening on. I would love if you would go and follow me on social medias, you can find us at Half Belly Health or on Instagram, or you can find me personally at Wit, W-H-I-T, Andrus, A-N-D-R-U-S, so that's Wit Andrus, or you can find us on Facebook, Half Belly Health. You can find me personally on TikTok, Half Wit, so H-A-L-F-A-W-H-I-T, Half a Wit, and I will see you there. I will talk to you soon. If y'all have a topic that you just really want to talk about or if you want to have a discussion with me on any of these topics, I am open to it. I am open to doing it in private. I am open to doing it in email and I am open to you coming on the podcast. So you can go to Whitney, W-H-I-T-N-E-Y, Andrus, A-N-D-R-U-S.com. That's WhitneyAndrus.com. Fill out that contact form and let's have a conversation. With that said, I will talk to you all soon. Bye, guys.